Well, hello again. I've set down my guitar because I want to tell you a story and I want to ask three big questions. I'm not going to preach. I want to tell you a story and then I actually want to reflect and respond and give you and I time right now this evening to reflect and respond to these big questions as we step into the new year, 2021. But I don't want to talk about your New Year's resolutions, but I do want to talk about this word, intention. You see, intention connotes a step forward because I intend to go somewhere or I intend to do something. I want to talk about stepping into the new year with the end in mind. Now, what's the end that we have in mind as followers of Jesus? Well, of course, it's to live like Jesus. And I believe that to live like Jesus is to live fully. You know, St. Irenaeus, who lived in the first and second century AD, he said, the glory of God is the human person fully alive. The human person fully alive. That's what God made us for. That's what God has empowered us to do. And when we live like Jesus, we are living fully alive. But we need to understand that that kind of life doesn't happen by accident. It happens when we live with intention. So in just a moment, I'm going to tell you a story from John chapter 5 that centers on a real, crucial, heart-level question that Jesus asks. And I'm going to ask you three of my own questions because we see Jesus all the time in the Gospels asking questions. Do you know how many questions that we have recorded in the Gospels that Jesus asks? Let me tell you, 307. Jesus asks 307 questions. Now, 183 questions are asked of Jesus. People coming to Jesus and asking him questions. We have that recorded 183 times. Now, of all that 183, do you see how many that Jesus asked? I mean, excuse me, answered? He only answered eight questions. That should tell us something about the person of Jesus. He loved to ask questions, but not so much to answer them directly. Why is that? Perhaps Jesus loved to ask questions because he wanted the people he was interacting with to come to this awareness and discovery themselves. You see, when you and I ask questions, we're typically asking for an answer or information, right? I'm asking you a question because I want you to answer it and give me some information. But what we see here, I think, is that Jesus asks questions for some kind of greater awareness and transformation. He says questions that cut straight through to the heart that gets at our intentions, our desires, our life, and what really matters. Where we ask for answers and information, Jesus is asking questions for awareness and transformation. So we're going to sit with a few questions for just those reasons. To come to a greater awareness and perhaps even find some transformation in this upcoming year. So I hope that you'll stick with me. I want to make this story and this reflection question something that's participatory. So grab a journal or something to write with because we're going to actually do this together. So while you're doing that, let me tell you our story that will frame our conversation. It's from John chapter 5. And we find Jesus encountering a pool. 
Think a hot spring. You can see a picture. It's a pool that you can actually visit in Jerusalem today. It's called the Pool of Bethesda. And this pool was very famous. It was a well-known site for healings. It wasn't just for the Jewish people that lived in Jerusalem. Many pagans went to this pool hoping to find a miracle. And so the way that this tradition and this legend would go is that people would gather around the banks of this pool and they would wait for the water to start bubbling up or to be stirred. And the first person to make their way into that pool when that water is stirring would find healing and a miracle. So the question I have is, how effective was this healing pool? Because in John chapter 5, we see loads and loads of people gathered around the pool. People who were blind and crippled, lame, the, the text says, that were hoping that their chance would come. That they could be the first one into the pool when and if they would see it stirred. One of the people we're introduced to in John chapter 5 is a man who had been paralyzed for 38 years. For 38 years. He went to this pool, and we've got to ask the question, man, I wonder how many days he had gathered there before. Certainly this wasn't his first rodeo. We can see in John chapter 5 in the intersection, the exchange that he's having with Jesus, that he's been around. He's waited for his opportunity, and it still hasn't come. 38 years he's waited, day after day. This man, waiting can you blame him? Can you blame him? Because his options were limited, weren't they? So he is brought to this pool, waiting on the edge. And when and if that thing would bubble up, what does he see? Person after person diving in ahead of him. He was unable to get there. But his options are limited, so he keeps showing up. That is, until Jesus shows up. Jesus walks in and is looking at the scene of this well-known pool. Surely he had heard the stories of that guy over there or my sister's cousin's husband's brother that one time was able to dip his foot in there and find healing. So he comes to check out the scene. But what he finds is this man who had been paralyzed for 38 years waiting on the banks of the pool. So Jesus approaches this man and he asks him one of those heart level, straight to the point questions. And he says, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Now, that seems like an obvious question. Here this man has been paralyzed for 38 years. He's showing up at this pool. He's waiting for his opportunity. Jesus, of course he wants to get well. But instead of the man responding with an emphatic, yeah, dude, duh. Instead, the man responds with an excuse. Truly, that's what it is. Now, it's true, but it's still an excuse. Jesus says, do you want to get well? And he says, sir, I have nobody to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes ahead of me. And this happens over and over and over again. I want to, but do you hear that? It's kind of an excuse. Jesus immediately just says, all right, 
get up, pick up your mat, and walk. It's interesting that Jesus doesn't really address his excuse. He simply gives him an opportunity to get up and walk. And what happens next is remarkable. At once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. It wasn't his friends or buddies. He didn't have to wait for the pool to stir. Jesus gave him an invitation and he stood up and found himself transformed. Do you want to get well? Do you really want it? The answer to the question is seen when you finally get up and get moving to live and actually put your trust in this person who comes to you offering healing and restoration and transformation. Now, I want to get to our three questions with this story as our framework and our shared language. And I want you to understand that we are all here gathered around the edges of the pool called 2021, hoping that something new will bubble up and stir and that we are able to dive in and find some healing and transformation. Nobody's come out of 2020 unscathed. Many of us are grateful to God that we still have work and our health, but no one has come out unscathed. But I've got to tell you that Jesus is still asking us the question on the edge of the pool, do you really want to get well? So let's step out and into these waters with the end in mind. To live fully alive, transformed to live like Jesus. But in order to do that, we've got to ask this first question. The question is this. What do I need to leave behind? What from 2020, my excuses, my assumptions, my actions, my attitudes, what is it that does not need to come with me into the new year? What is it that I need to leave behind? If you have done the TNC Daily Prayer, which you can find in our resources section on podcast or in our um, guide there, you'll see that we've borrowed a traditional prayer from the Book of Common Prayer, which begins in the morning with confession. It's like the second or third thing to confess. Most merciful God, I confess that I have not loved you with my whole heart. I confess those things that I've done and left undone. And you might wonder if this is for morning prayer, something to be done early in our day, well, how much do I really have to confess? How much life have I lived at six in the morning, seven in the morning, eight in the morning? And I thought of it this way, to put that so early in the day is to start the day with a clean slate. Every morning, a clean slate. Every moment, an invitation to leave behind the day before, the night before, to confess those things that are out of tune with God's rhythm and life and love, and to begin again with a clean slate. You hear me? What do I need to leave behind? So I'm going to play 
quietly for a moment. We're going to leave this question up on the screen. And I really want you and me to think about this, to reflect on this, to respond to this. You don't have to do it in the chat, but would you spend a moment answering this question? What do I need to leave behind? Those attitudes, actions, assumptions, or excuses. What do I need to leave behind? And I hope that that time of reflection and response was helpful for you as we ask the question, what do I need to leave behind? Now, the second question that I want us to sit with together is what does well look like for you in 2021? Of course, that echoes the question of Jesus. Do you really want to get well? You see, the man, if you recall, didn't lead with an emphatic yes because maybe after 38 years, he couldn't even imagine his life going any other way. Perhaps it's like you. You've been living the same way for so long with those excuses, assumptions, attitudes, and actions that you can't even imagine what this new year might look like. You can't even imagine what these new intentions and rhythms might look like. So before we get to the how you want to live, can we just stop and dare to imagine? Can you imagine your life lived in 2021 where you're more loving, a you that's more loyal and generous, or maybe consistent, gentle, focused, truthful? Could you imagine the life lived in your shoes day to day? Could you imagine what a well you looks like. What is it? What are those things that you would love to see given birth in your life? Don't get to the how to get there just yet. Just who you can imagine seeing. What does your well 
look like for you in 2021? Do you really want to get well? Let's spend a few moments in quiet imagination of what well might look like for you in 2021. Again, we'll put that question on the screen and give you a moment to reflect and respond. I hope that time sitting with that second question, what does well look like for you in 2021, was a time where you could really allow the Spirit of God to reignite your imagination for a life lived with intention this upcoming year. Our third and final question is this, how do you need to get up and walk? So now it's time for the how question. You see, a life fully lived, a life that is reflective of those things that you were just thinking of, a life of generosity and love and consistency, all of those things don't grow by accident. It takes our intention. It takes our intention. Look at this quote here from Richard Rohr. I'll give you a moment to read it yourself. You see here, of course, Richard Rohr is referencing John chapter 15 when Jesus invites his disciples to remain in him as the true vine. And I love how he says that word trust, right? To consciously, trustingly remain present in the vine. You see, the man in our story in John chapter 5 trusted Jesus enough 
to try and stand up. He didn't know it was going to happen. It wasn't the water. It was this man that approached him and asked a question that changed his life. You see, this man trusted Jesus enough to take him at his word and get up and walk. The man found on the other side of that interaction that he had a lot more life to live. It was life that was not without its difficulty or challenge, but it surely involved more freedom. After 38 years of pain and paralysis, all of a sudden, the newness before him to get up and walk. Think about your own daily life, because the only life that you have to live is the one you're living right now. You don't get any other. It's this life, day by day, moment to moment. Think about how you wake up and go through your morning routine. Think about those spaces within your day that you can pause and reflect and become more in tune with the vine. Think about the evening when you come home. Do you crash land or do you re-engage with friends and family and decompress? Think about your day-to-day, moment-to-moment life. How might you need to arrange your life to stay connected to the ultimate source, as Richard Rohr says? Now, let's sit with this third and final question, which is really a question of how. How are you going to live? What's your intention? How do you need to get up and walk in 2021? Let's pause for another few moments reflecting on this question. Most merciful God, we come to you with our intentions, our hopes, our dreams, our desires. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to cultivate our imagination, that we would dream new dreams and possibilities for however much time you've given us in this new year. We pray, Lord, that we would live a life of love, love of you and love of neighbor. For if we were to do that, we would surely find eternal life. 
For there is no life apart from you, Jesus. So we pray that we would go forward with the end in mind, that we would live lives fully alive for your glory and our good. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen.